I would like an Arnold Palmer at the omelet parlor. A tarantula enjoys a fine chewing gum. Snoopy was stabbed by a spear. The garden gnome has a normal-sized penis. Wendy wore her wedding dress to the orgy. The human torch is denied a bank loan. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. The skeleton ran out of shampoo in the shower. The bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. You know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York. Chop suey, chop suey says choppy. Mickey Mouse shrieked in pain as the bear trap severed his right leg. Andre the Giant gave a surprisingly nimble foot rub. Foot rub. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? The tooth fairy exposing herself made the child uncomfortable. The sassy shepherd struggles with syphilis. So based on the feedback of the previous podcasts I recorded, I think what people got, um, well, one of the main things was I clipped it. It was a little too aggressive. It sounded like I was on crack. (laughs) Um, That's because of the editing software I use. I kind of lowered the threshold down to just don't pick up any silence at all. Even if it's a, it'll cut off some words. So we're going to dial that back and we're going to let some silence sit a little more. It was, it, it was rapid fire. If you listen to them, it sounded like I was just motor mouthing a million miles an hour. So we're going to change some thresholds on that to get a little more silence in there and a little less choppiness, I guess. But another thing was um, some people, I would say not even a lot, but one of the feedbacks was they can tell that I was doing this all in one day or one shot where you can just tell I'm, it's like a work, not a work day, but like I'm working at it to get it out of the way, I think. I kind of felt that too when I was recording it. Like, I got to pump this out as if there's a deadline. Like, I can release this whenever I really want. But um, it kind of gave off, the, gave off the vibe that I was just kind of pushing through. And that probably had to do with some of the editing and the silence or the lack of silence. So my new format, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to record either once a day, twice a day, several different sessions. Because obviously we all know the, the your brain, your mindset Everything changes day to day. You can sleep like shit one night and you're in a terrible mood and something can piss you off that normally doesn't piss you off. You got to turn it into content or something cool could happen on Wednesday. I'm not going to be like I'm enthusiastic about it that Wednesday. I save it for Saturday or Sunday and I kind of forget the enthusiasm part of it and it just sounds like I'm not pumping things out. So um, I'm going to try to record during the week pump out the podcast, stick it all together, pump out the podcast, either by the end of the week, weekend, Sunday, whenever, and uh, go from there. So that's the feedback I got. That's where we're going to change. I don't think you're going to be able to notice it that much. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but we're going to go from there. Learn from our mistakes. Be better every day. Anybody that knows anything about owning a fucking dog is that diarrhea is easily the worst thing that can happen to a dog. In terms of like every day, it's going to be a process while he has diarrhea. Not like cancer and like death shit, but like the everyday struggle. Like For the most part, you can't tell if your dog has a cold or is under the weather or didn't sleep. Like you might be like, he sleeps a little more today. He might have not slept last night or something woke him up. But when they have diarrhea, that can fuck up 
a lot of things. <laughs> Talking about like my dogs, Brady. Everyone knows Brady. Brady's great. He doesn't shit in the house. He hasn't shit in the house in like, f- he's four years old since he was like one and a half, six months old, I'd say. But the threat is there when they have diarrhea. The threat reemerges when they have diarrhea. So Brady's really good at telling me that something's wrong. And I can kind of tell by his demeanor, like something's up. He's, he's agitated or stressed out. He starts like huffing and puffing. <laughs> like that. So I can tell something's up, especially if it's like at a weird time of day. So today I've been dealing with diarrhea. I didn't know he had diarrhea. Um, before I moved to New Jersey, I would have known like the onset of it because I walk him on a leash because we lived in an apartment. Now we live in a house and he goes outside during the day by himself. So I can't look at his poop all day. So I didn't know he had diarrhea this morning. I don't know if he did or didn't. I went to the backyard to try to see if there was shit back there. See what it looked like. Couldn't tell. Everything looked normal. He shits in the same spot. I didn't see anything that was weird. Um, but we went to go visit my office today because I got out of work early from this training class that I'm in. And I brought him to the office to like say hi to everybody. Everyone loves him. One person decided to give him a piece of bread. Bread's usually not that bad. However, this was like this was like a pastry. It was a, a sweet roll, but not like a Hawaiian roll or some shit like that. This was like a, it was like a honey bun, I guess. Similar to that. And while she's handing him this piece of bread, can he have this? She asks. Well, I guess so. You already gave it to him. Like, what am I gonna like? You know, what I mean? I'm sure he'll be fine. Fucking hour goes by. He's acting goofy. He's not eating his dinner. He's doing. <laughs> we go outside. He takes a shit. Just liquid. You can tell something's wrong. I text her. I'm like, hey, what, what was in that thing? Can you send me a picture of it or the brand? And I can look it up myself. She sends it to me. It's like ultra processed dough. All this crazy shit. Like it's like a million different preservatives. I'm like, yeah, of course his stomach's going to be fucked up. So now what I've been dealing with is at pretty much every time he moves, I got to watch him and like, I keep an eye on him like me. We do everything together. He's always by me, but like, I'm like, does he have to shit or is he just moving around now? Is he like going to pick a new spot to lay down or he's has to take a shit? Do we have to bring him out? So, and it sucks because dogs obviously can't tell you what's wrong. You got, you have to actually like pay attention and understand where your dog is coming from. So it's like, I guess I don't have a child and I don't like to be one of those people that compare having a dog to having a child. But in situations like this, I feel like sometimes having a dog is not the best because you can't tell exactly what's wrong. If you have a kid, fever, their face is red, pale, there's something going on, they're sweaty, fucking dog's just sitting there. You don't know how he has to shit. My dog's great. He tells me when he needs to take a shit. I can tell. So dealing with it, when I used to live in an apartment and dealing with it, it was chaotic. Like every 10 minutes, we're walking down the stairs to go take a shit. Now it's not so bad, and he's gotten a lot better with it. I think he's just being an adult or more of an adult now, and his stomach can handle more stuff. But the stuff on this label, I'm like, I wouldn't eat this fucking thing. Like this was loaded with like weird stuff. And I'm like, this isn't healthy for a human. No matter, that doesn't, now it makes sense why my dog immediately started shitting an hour after eating this because it's loaded with sugar. It's got all this crazy, it was a whole paragraph of ingredients. I'm like, I don't think it takes this much to make a roll, to make bread. 
So dealing with diarrhea is not the best, not the most fun time in the world when you have a dog. So I'm in this class, right? I got kind of voluntold. I was the new guy at the job. Um, I was the new guy in my job and they asked me to do this. So I said, yes, not really knowing what it was about. And it's a, what's it called? A POI, Principles of Instruction course. So it basically teaches you how to teach a class, military style, I guess. Not really military style. It's just kind of, here's how you teach a class. You don't really need to go to, need to, go to college or to be a um, professional, have a degree in education or anything to actually teach. Anyone can teach. It's just, are you knowledgeable knowledgeable enough to teach that subject anyway they sent me to this class it's like two weeks long and i didn't really know what to expect and i should have expected this because being in the military and i've been to tech school or training i've been to about three different trainings at all separate um all different lengths i've been to one that's 11 months long i've been to one that's four months long i've been to one that's two months long i should have known the people that become instructors in the military, they're pretty much by the book. They're very strict. They're very blue, as we call it in the Air Force. They follow all the rules. They give the Air Force answer. They're always professional. They're like the super, they're like the image of the Air Force or the military, which I understand that's their job is to, if you're instructing people on how to be in the military, it makes sense that you should look and act like someone that's in the military. So I get that part of it. However, the people that are in the class, right? These are the tryhards that just want to be instructors, right? They're the ones that are trying to be. So they're going over the top with doing things that it's kind of like being in a class full of kiss asses. It's like if you're an AP student, right? In physics or something crazy, or just in regular, like, I'm in AP science, whatever the fuck they learn in there. And then they're like, we're getting rid of AP courses, and you're going back with the normies. When you go back with the normies, you're going to be like, oh, I know this stuff. I'm so smart. You're going to be kind of a dickhead, to be honest, because you're going to be the tryhard. You're going to be like, oh, just, I'm the smartest person here. I know all this stuff. That's what this class is full of. It's full of people that want to be in those classes, the AP kind of nerdy Let's run. Let's do everything by the book. Here's the Air Force answer types. It's not so much here's the real answer. It's here's the Air Force answer. That's not my style. <laughs> not that I'm saying I'm bad in the military. I'm pretty good at this stuff. I've been doing it for like six and a half years now. Almost seven years. Pretty good at it, I think. The problem... So when I, ha- when I supervise people and I'm in charge of my office and stuff, I got about six people that are under me. And whenever they come to me with a problem that's not like that military related, if it's kind of like a personal problem, like a good example would be, I don't know, it's going to sound kind of shitty, like I'm a piece of shit, but like <laughs> like a scam. Not a scam, but um, all right, here's a good example, right? So the military gives you a backpack when you join and it's, it's heavy duty. This thing's tough, it goes through a lot, but there's a lifetime warranty on it, right? But you have to keep the receipt. So who keeps the receipt? You know, especially in basic training, like you're emptying your pockets every night. They're checking your shit. You don't want to have anything in there that shouldn't be in there. 
So you lose the receipt inevitably after however long, because it could you could keep it as long as you want, but it's going to fade. It's going to look like a regular piece of paper. You're going to get you're going to throw it out. So if someone comes to me and says, "I need a new backpack," right? I'm like, "All right, here's what you do: <laughs> you go buy a new backpack from the the BX. That's the store on base. Buy the same one you bought. Buy the same one they gave you in basic training, right?" Take your backpack, the one that's broken, that you broke, the one that issued you, use that new receipt and return the old one and tell them you're just returning the backpack. You don't want it. Someone else bought you one. You have a better one you found. Yada, yada, yada. Long story short, you get your money back. That's a real answer. That's not in, that's not like, a, that's not the Air Force way of doing it. But in reality, that's what I would do. And that's, the answer I would give, but I wouldn't give that without being unsolicited because you want to give yourself up. So what you got to do is what I tell people is they come to me with an issue. I say, you want the Air Force answer? Or you want the real answer? And they usually say they want the real answer. And then I tell them the real answer and they're like, mm, what about the Air Force one? And I'm like, go buy a new backpack. Oh, I don't want to spend the money. I'm like, so do it my way. You know, my point, this class is full of the people that don't do shit like I just told you I did or do. They'll go happily buy a new backpack, or they, at least they say they will. I'm going to go buy a new backpack. I know I'm going to be honest about it, all this stuff. The way I look at it is you're not taking money out of these people's pockets. It's the same thing with like Walmart and shit. Like if you can find a way to scam Walmart, why the hell wouldn't you? You're not taking money out of the everyday person's pocket. You're taking money out of, these, out of the billionaire owners of Walmart. So this class is full of those people. And like not that we don't sink, but... Whenever there's a question raised or there's like a situation they try to put you in to make you think like, what would you do in this situation? My brain automatically clicks to what's the real answer? What's the street way of doing things? And then I got re- to dial it back in my head and then think, all right, what are the, what's the answer they're going for? Because there's the answer they want, even though they're asking an open-ended question and they say, and there's no such thing as a bad answer. There's a fucking answer that's wrong. And the wrong answer would be, go buy a backpack, take the old receipt, and return the old one. But what do I know? Let's go, Knicks. Bing bong. So I know I was saying earlier about the taking care of a dog when they have diarrhea and how awful that is. How it's one of the worst things that can happen as a dog owner. I think taking care of pets in general is a lot more difficult than taking care of a baby. That's a hot take, but yeah, a baby's more important. It's a human, but you can kind of tell what's going on with a baby. Fever, their cheeks are red, they're sweaty, they're shitting. The crying part sucks. That's that's probably the worst. That, that's like number one on the worst things ever is a baby crying, especially if you can't help it. But a dog or an animal, you can't tell what's really wrong. They just have the symptoms of something wrong. So like Brady's got diarrhea, right? or he had diarrhea the last two nights, which kept me up every hour on the hour. But he has di- <clears throat> but he has diarrhea. But if you played with him or looked at him or hung out with him, you would never know. It's just all of a sudden he has to go outside in seconds and he has to go take a shit. He doesn't have a diaper. Yeah, he could shit on the floor if he really wanted to, but he's a good dog and he's going to wake me up and he's going to continue to try to wake me up or get me moving to get him outside. I can see a puppy, that's a different story. They just, they'll just shit all over the place. But a dog, they have the, 
I mean, an adult dog, a smart adult dog, will try everything in their power not to shit inside. And it's been the, it's been the most stressful 48 hours of my life. <laughs> I think, what's today? Thursday? Tuesday night? Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, that night was awful. I think I said that day that I recorded a portion of this. I said that having a dog with diarrhea is awful, this and that. And then I experienced it full throttle that night, all day yesterday, and I would say 50% of last night, like overnight. Uh, That first night, it was every hour waking me up to let him out in the backyard so he can go take a shit and then come back in. And by the time I'd fall back asleep, it's time to get up again. And we repeated that process until about 8 a.m., and I think until his immune system decided to, I think his body decided like, hey, we didn't get any sleep, so we're going to sleep through some of these cramps. He woke me up at like 8.30, 9, same thing, had to go to the bathroom, and then he slept for like three or four hours. I went, brought him to the vet. Um, They prescribed him like kaopectate for dogs. Uh, He didn't test positive for anything like infections or bacteria, so that's good. He just ate something more than likely. They said that upset his stomach. And then he threw up a couple times and we had to bring him or I had to bring him to the vet again. Um, that was a fucking disaster in its own. I don't know if it's me just like recently or if it's just like a I, like I've never been that impatient, especially waiting on doctors or anything that's like a need. But we got to this vet and they checked us in right away. Quick. You're in a room ready to go. I understand from that point on, it could take some time. Like you're, It happens with real doctors. It happens with the vet. They put you in the room, and then you wait. We waited for about two hours, two and a half hours. And I'm like, first of all, Brady has diarrhea, and he just threw up before we got there. So I feel like they should have raised that flag to the doctor, being like, there's obviously something, not that, it's a, not that diarrhea is an emergency, but you have diarrhea, you have diarrhea. You're going to have to go every hour, every two hours, whatever it is. So like, we should probably get him checked out pretty quick, or at least not make him wait that long. So we're in this hot-ass room, and it's a nice facility, but for some reason, the heat was on. And, you know, Brady's nervous, whatever, so he's panting, he's huffing and puffing. And, you know, 30 minutes go by, 45 minutes go by. I'm like, I go to the nurse. I was like, hey, and this is a big place. This is like a full-size hospital. This place is huge. So I see a nurse in the hallway. I'm like, can I bring my dog outside to use the bathroom? She's like, well, if you leave, you can't come back in. It's part of our policy. I was like, what am I supposed to do? She's like, well, the doctor should be with you in a minute. Sorry. You know, we're busy. I'm like, all right. You know, I wasn't complaining. I was just, all right, that's fine. We'll wait. So then Brady, you know, I turn the sink on. I have him jump up on the counter. He's drinking water out of the sink. I don't give a shit. Like... You know what I mean? Like, you're going to put us in this room. It's hot. He's sick. He's going to drink some water. So he drinks it. Of course, he's still worked up, huffing and puffing, and he, like, coughs some of the water up on the ground. I find the nurse again, who is the receptionist at the same time. She was the receptionist that checked us in. Now it's the nurse. Now she's also a nurse, too. So she, I tell her, I'm like, Brady had an accident. Sorry, but we've been waiting for, like, an hour and 20 minutes. It's hot. He didn't have any water. He might have drank too much and then coughed it up. She's like, all right, just move rooms. I should have fucking known. I should have goddamn known that as soon as we moved rooms, that the doctor's not going to know that we moved rooms. Look down the hallway and see that the chart that was in there is not there anymore and say, oh, exam room six, it's empty. And sure enough, that's what the fuck happened. 
So we get skipped over, I guess. And I'm seeing dogs come in and people come in with animals come and go before me. So I'm like, hey, what the fuck? Oh, we missed your room because you moved rooms. I was like, I didn't move rooms. I got my room moved. And they're like, okay, they'll be with you in a minute. I'm like, it's been two hours. Sorry, we're busy. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm leaving. Well, your dog didn't get treated yet. I'm like, I'm sure he'll be fine. It's we've been waiting in here for um, it's two and a half hours. Like, I'm sure he'll be okay. If it's an emergency, something bad would have happened already. God forbid, obviously. But like, I was done at that point. So I get in the car. Now I'm upset because Brady didn't get seen. And I'm like, I got it. Like, it's my responsibility, you know, to get him better, take care of him. And I'm thinking in my head was like, was that an immature move to be like, fuck this, fuck this place. They're not helping. And we should just wait for the vet in the morning and deal with it. Or was it like, well, I don't, I kind of want to know what other people would do in that situation. Like if you're waiting for more than two hours and you keep getting the runaround and then they fuck something up, like, I feel like I would have left. If it was that much of an emergency, I would have made a bigger deal of being like, hey, my dog needs to get seen right now. But I'm like, it's diarrhea. All he needs is this kaopectate shit. And we'll be fine. Thank God for Jeff Bezos, though. So I'm driving home. I go on Amazon and I find the dog diarrhea stuff, the Fortiflora probiotic and something else. And since they took his temperature at the vet twice the same day, he didn't have a temperature and they said it wasn't anything viral from what they can tell because he would have had a fever and he would have been like sick, like lethargic. They're like, he just ate something. So I'm like, he really doesn't need to see a doctor because they're just going to prescribe overpriced meds and charge for like a visit again. And I already paid for one in the beginning of the day. So I order the shit and I live right near an Amazon facility. So the stuff came, I think at like 11 p.m. last night. I got back from the doctor. We left for the doctor at like 5.30. Got back at 8.30 and the stuff was at my front door by 10. I ordered it at like 7, 7.30. So uh, and last night, he woke me up. We went to bed at 11. It was like 1, 5, and that was it. Like 1, 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. He woke me up to let him out to poop. And then he had some pumpkin with chicken and rice, the Fortiflora. I gave him a kaopectate shot in his mouth. And he still has some soft poop, but nothing that's um, worrisome, I think. I think he's over the top. Like, it's it's... It's either past, it's either out of his system or it's passing. It's about to be passed through whatever was in there. But I don't even know what he ate to get to this point. Um, he has a hard-boiled egg for breakfast every day along with his dog food. And then for dinner, he usually has chicken or steak, whatever I'm having. I try to avoid vegetables because you never know. Vegetables don't sit right with humans sometimes, let alone dogs. So I, wasn't, I really don't like to risk having him having a vegetable. So it's usually chicken and then his dog food, maybe like treats and stuff here and there. But there was nothing new to his diet that he had. So yeah, it's been a fucking miserable 48 fucking hours um, dealing with dog issues. But you have to take care of them. They take care of me. Brady takes care of me. You know, it's always good when you come home after having a shit day. And they're just happy to see you. It's the best feeling in the world having a dog to come home to. And it's good. I think it's good for people to own an animal um, on their own, not like the family dog, like own your own animal. And you kind of realize, I guess people that have kids have the same effect, but you have to like take care of something that can't take care of itself. So you got to put their needs ahead of yours. And it's easier said than done, but then you get to like the nitty gritty of it. 
like I had to call in sick the last two days to work and take a vacation day. Um, I mean, thank God I was allowed to. You know, I work with good people that they know Brady, they know me, and they're like, yeah, what are you, you going to do, leave a sick dog home? Like, that's crazy. So they were understanding. They're cool about it. And But yeah, having that responsibility of taking care of another animal, another living being, is a, uh, it's pretty wild. I get blown away bad sometimes. Like, there's times when I don't want to do a damn thing. I want to sleep in. I want to watch movies all day. Or, you know, like, not have the responsibility of taking care of a dog. But I like, like, I enjoy it. So, like, I know I'm going to do it. And I know I'm going to do it right. I'm not going to half-ass it. But, like, it's, it's just fun. I think it's fun. And you have that connection with them. Like, me and Brady, we're like, we go hand in hand. Like, he knows where I'm going. I know what he's up to. We're always watching for each other to make sure. All, like, if I'm mowing the lawn outside, like, he doesn't, he, he doesn't understand the lawnmower. He's not scared of it, but he's not, like, you know, he's not the best friends with the damn thing. So he'll sit on the porch and he'll just watch me mow the lawn. If I turn it off, he comes over, just hangs out, sniffs around. Um, yeah, it's just. So when he's sick, I feel bad because I'm like, I don't know how to fix it. Like, I, I want to fix it. I'm trying to. I don't know how to do this, though. But we got through it, you know. I think he's outside now taking a shit. I got to go check on him. But yeah, that was the last 48 hours of my life. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about sports, and I'm not. I'm just mentioning that the Heat are up or tied the series 1-1 the other night. Bing bong. So they're on their way to Miami for Saturday's game. This is Thursday night. And then... um, the Lakers took the Lakers won this game in Golden State. I didn't stay up for it because I'm a pussy. Um, I should have because this was the night Brady had diarrhea. But Jordan Poole decided to pull up from not pull up from like 35 feet with like nine seconds left. And maybe he had a J.R. Smith moment of just not realizing what the fuck was going on in the game. But you have probably one of the best three point shooters of all time in Steph Curry just waiting for a situation like this who's deadly from literally anywhere on the court and Jordan Poole decides to pull up which was offensive I think to basketball in general that someone is shooting from 35 feet but we can get into that a different time but let's go Knicks Bing bong. and that's gonna go ahead and do it um I believe this is the third podcast we got out um like I said earlier I wanted to get this out earlier in the week but I've been dealing with diarrhea um and shit like that so I appreciate everyone that listens to my subscribers on my Substack. Please share, continue to like, continue to interact with the content. Um, it's still a work in progress, as you guys can tell. Starting to get better at it. I listen to my own podcast and take notes on it. So as weird as that sounds, I've noticed some improvement just in the way I talk and the way I deliver some of the material. But yeah, I appreciate it. I sh- but look forward to pumping one out next. Hopefully it continues to improve and we can continue to move forward and have fun with it. Maybe you'll have a guest on next time. You never know. 